The CZ Media Podcast is brought to you by Rancho Bravo Tacos. They have four convenient locations, U District, Capitol Hill, Wallingford, and Federal Way. Stop by for tacos, burritos, tamales, and enchiladas. This is going to be great. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> We're starting off with a bang here. Hey, Dan. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Anything new? Well, uh, as you know, this is podcast number... I think it's eight. And eight is great. It is great. We're what you can call podcasting veterans now. (laughs) 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 It means we've been in the game for a while. I'm going to write a book. I'd actually... I've already written a book. Have you? (laughs) How to podcast. I'm going to do a 10-part course on how to podcast. Step number one, get yourself a Danny. <laughs> <laughs> get yourself a Danny. Step number two, uh, write down stupid things that happen to you throughout the day. And then number three would be uh, try to talk about those things in more than three sentences without saying, um... What do you think? Would you pay for that? Heck yeah. I would take the time to watch that. No, it's a or paid listen, course, Danny. We need to make money here. What do you think all this equipment pays for itself? Are there any scholarships? No, I <laughs> I don't think that this equipment pays for itself, Carlos. Thank you. In fact, there you I go. know that it does not pay for itself. It's not paying for itself at all. Yeah, so look forward to the 10-part course, CZ Media How-To Podcast. That's ridiculous. It's not. Think about it. Google how to podcast. You'll get hundreds of thousands of results. Why can't I be a hundred thousand and one? I bet you would get a hundred of a thousands result. No. Hmm. There's gazillions. Be right back, folks. (laughs) Ah. So let's see. Did you start? Did you do anything interesting, Dan? Busy looking this up. Hold on. <laughs> Stop. Tr- Dan, first, you cannot calm me down. Actually, you are very right. Do not calm me down. And then second, don't fact check me. 720 million. Right. That is so many. There you go. Okay. So, yes, Dan, you can fact check me on occasion. There's a lot out there. It is not saturated, but it is not saturated at the least. 720 million what's one more what's one more i'm not saying i'm gonna charge a hundred bucks for this course i don't know like 10 bucks i'll pay a dollar a lesson boom right Ooh. dollar lesson that's the subtitle the the you will get every better you'll get better with every lesson every better you listen to this you'll get every better you'll get (laughs) everybody better mouth on me (laughs) Is English your first language, Dan, or is it your second? I mean, it depends on on what point you consider us as human beings, one, to have life, and then two, how are we communicating? Is it really, is our first language nonverbal communication? Hand signals. Or is it hand signals, exactly? Hand signals. I mean, being from the East Coast... I don't Just know. Saying. What are you getting? We talk with our hands a lot. You're jerks. I mean, 
We're straightforward people. <laughs> Never met an East Coaster that's not a jerk. You're a Seattleite, so you don't count. <laughs> You're a Washingtonian. Well, anyway, enough of this nonsense. I yeah, had anyway. Anyway. Uh do you like fighting, Dan? We spoke last time about the joys of boxing. Yes. The, did that change at all during the last week? The joys of boxing. Did uh did you listen to our show last week and say, you know, I really need to give this fighting thing another go? No. I may have nope. premature judged it. Nope. I may have been uh denying myself a true uh, amazing art that I need to reconsider and invest nope. time and fully submerge myself in with culture and knowledge and watching no. and learning. Nope. So nothing, nothing. So are you saying that I'm a bad, I'm a poor ambassador of the sport? It's not that as much as I'm just all already pulling myself several ways. As you know, I don't have a lot of time several for, ways for, sev- for, for silly things like, you know, boxing amidst all these podcasts and recording artists that I work with. Well, maybe you should only pull yourself in two j- directions oh, at gosh. the most. Oh, I walked into it. <laughs> I can see how you could hurt yourself if there's several in there. <laughs> Don't knock it till you try it. Anyway. Wait, I'm not dead. So... There was something, though, though I did not watch the fight itself in its entirety. What fight are you talking about? I'm talking about the McGregor-Khabib fight. Or Khabib-McGregor, however you want to say it. You know, I think it's funny that they say McGregor-Habib because they don't know how to pronounce his last name. Oh, they say Habib instead of Khabib? They say Khabib, but you actually pronounce it Habib. Well, I think you actually pronounce it. Khabib. Yes. Yes. Yes, indeed. Although, I don't know how to say his last name either. Nurma Dudalo Huvavlov. Something like that. <laughs> let's, just, let's just call him Habib. 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 It was a crazy fight. I saw it, so I assume you didn't see it? No. No, I didn't. All right, so I got a story. Tell me about it. So... Oh, we were going to go see it, but I... Oh, I love this story. I'm going to complain for a second. Believe it or not. <laughs> to order it on pay-per-view, it's expensive. It was like, what, 70, 80 bucks? Like, for, what, for what ended up being how many hours of entertainment? Uh, A lot. Oh, it was a long card? Yeah. Well, so uh, Fox Sports 1 showed three or four of the of the preliminary fights. And then no, they might, I think they showed more. Maybe they showed six, six fights. Okay. And then they showed some on the UFC app, like three or four more. Oh, interesting. And then the main, the main pay-per-view card had, so so they really wanted you to be plugged in for this. Yeah. But basically the fight started at five and they went all the way until like ten. It was Whoa. there was lots of fights. <clears throat> so for five hours. Yeah, but no one that I know loves UFC, and I didn't want to pay for it all myself. And like I told you, I wanted you to come over, but I didn't want to say, "Hey, 
It'll be 40 buck cover. <laughs> hey, come hang out at my house. By the way, there's come, a door guy charging 40 bucks. It's only tw- <laughs> I'm only charging 20 cover to get into my living room. <laughs> the other 20s for the bathroom. Yeah. No, it's for you and your woman. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so <laughs> I mean that's a lot of money. In in the wake of this reminds me of something else too. And that being a Ticketmaster has come under some fire recently for basically being behind their own uh, price fixing. So they're gouging the artists and then they gouge people for the tickets. They're charging the service fee, but they're the ones buying up the tickets and selling them on the black market. Oh, are they? third party yeah so is it that they're selling that or they're just setting aside tickets for third party ticket vendors like StubHub and no they so there's something like they have to be done in person but then they're just hiring people their own employees and stuff like that to go there in Hmm. person it's people have uh, artists and venues have hated Ticketmaster forever that's where um like brown paper, where in Seattle is brown paper, brown paper tickets? tickets? Are they national? I don't know. I know they're in Fremont, but I don't. I'm not sure if they're national. But in Seattle, you can buy tickets for some things through brown paper tickets because they just don't want to go through Ticketmaster and Rock Nation. And there's Eventbrite too. There's a few. Yeah, but I mean, Ticketmaster just has such a hold on all the big venues, all the big guys. Foo Fighters, no, uh, Pearl Jam was mega anti. Yeah, Ticketmaster, and they're awesome. And then also they're awesome because of that. Right. When I went to the Canelo fight, I we bought the tickets from Golden Boy. No, wait, I'm lying. From <laughs> T-Mobile, I believe. Well, anyway, I don't know. So you bought them from someone. I bought them. Well, I didn't buy them. Someone else bought them. But basically. My social circle did not have enough interest so that I if if I would have had a group of seven or eight guys that wanted to see it and come over, I would have gotten it because at that point it would just be fun. But no one really wanted to see it. So I'm kind of thinking that it's not going to have such a huge um, interest. But boy, I was wrong. I was mega wrong. Well, because your original plan was to go where? Uh, to the well, to the casino. I was going to go to the Two A Lip Casino to, uh, da, 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 to an unnamed casino who does not sponsor us. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the how do you say Two A Lip backwards? Masanirol. Masanirol. You know what? I think we're going to refer to the person that we're thinking of, Mas. No, I can't because then I'll have to say how, what relation she is to you. <laughs> Never mind. Scratch that. Anyway, so the, the first plan was to go to the casino because they were going to show it. Uh, they were charging $10 cover better than paying 80 bucks at home. But I don't know what I was doing on Saturday. The day just completely got away from me. And I look up and it's 545. And I wanted to be at the casino. At no, I'm sorry, it's five, and I wanted to be at the casino at five, and it's an hour away. So 
by the time we actually get there, it's 6.15, 6.20. We get there, and there's a big sign out front that says sold out. Oh. Oh, man. That's... I was a little irritated. But you only had yourself to blame, so. I did. It was all you my You couldn't fault. be too mad at like, yourself. Like, usually I wanted, I would have gotten mad at um, eye roll. <laughs> <laughs> But I couldn't. I couldn't be mad at her because it was all me. I, she was ready and ready to go. And I don't know what I was doing. I was just wasting time. So I sit down at a slot machine and just Google UFC Marysville. And Buffalo Wild Wings came up. And it was 10 minutes away. So sweet. So sweet. we go to Marysville. But then, of course, we get there. And there's about... 15 people. Okay, I may be exaggerating. Maybe 10 people <laughs> waiting uh, to get called. Oh, so no room in the ooh. dining room. And the bar was completely full. The odds were not looking good for you. It wasn't. And then at this, this is about 6.30 at this point. The main card starts at 7. There isn't enough time to go back home and buy it. I would if I was closer to home I would have just gone back home and bought it. So I'm standing there and I stand there for about 5 minutes because there was people were standing up. And the waiter a waiter came up to me and I was with my wife. A waiter came up to me and he said, "There's two guys over there that asked if you want to share their table." So they told the waiter, go tell those two sad looking people who are standing there if they want to come share our table. So I said, heck yeah, man. (laughs) So I go and I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to have to buy them a ton of drinks. Right. Be nice. Reciprocate the niceness. But luckily they weren't drinking at all. They didn't even care about the fights. They were there to watch a Husky game. They were super duper into college football. So. We had a great conversation on UFC and boxing, and <laughs> which they had no interest. Yeah, in. it was like talking to you. So, yeah. No, actually, it was better than like talking to you because they so, showed. So Carlos an, I, forced himself into a conversation. <laughs> it, they showed at least a little iota of interest in it because Carlos was in the direction of the TV screen, That's pretty showing much, the yeah, game. That's right. They were looking straight at me. <laughs> And then they tried to teach me a little bit about college football. And I think it was equally as productive. It was equally as an interesting conversation <laughs> as me talking to Danny about boxing. <laughs> like, I don't know. They're telling so me all completely these. completely uninteresting. They're telling me, oh, we have the best team and this quarterback does this and this other dude does this. I'm like, dude, I have no idea who any of these people are. But anyway, it was a good time. It was a super good time. And how cool is that? That you're standing there and someone was courteous enough and nice enough to tell the waiter to tell those people to come over and we'll show a table. That's cool. So did they leave before 10 o'clock? They did. The game was over by like 7 30 i think okay okay so they left well 
before the whole thing ended. And then you had a table to yourself. Then we had a table to, we had a whole table to ourselves. Were there still people waiting in line at that point? Yeah, there actually, there were a lot of people standing up yeah. at the bar. Because that's the cool thing about Buffalo Wild Wings. They show all of those fights for free. Yeah. You just got to get there early enough. Yeah. And that's even the though. the part that I don't like, though. Like, <laughs> when I went and watched the Super Bowl at a bar, it was like, this is cool and all, but first of all, the game itself is three hours. Yeah. Second of all, you have to get there like three hours early. Right, so you're get... sitting in so... a bar for six hours. <laughs> it's a six, seven hour it's not ordeal. A good look. <laughs> and what do you do for those six hours? Exactly. You eat and drink. It, so your tab is $500 at the end of the night. <laughs> totally. You could buy a 65-inch LG 4K TV for that. Right. Instead of sitting there drinking watered-out drinks at 12 bucks a pop. Exactly. Um, so did you pay it forward on the seats? What happened after that? Because I wanted to. Yourself. I wanted to, but there were uh, suspicious-looking fellows that I did not want to share tables with. Kind of guys that like UFC fights. Right. Right. <laughs> that may or may not have looked like me. <laughs> oh, that's messed up. No, that's not true. That's not true. But I did. So I would say about 10 minutes after the football dudes left, this big dude came. I mean, he was huge. He had to have been like 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, so regular size, dude. <laughs> huge guy. And he had a hoodie on. That had a rose in the middle and two guns pointing up like a graphic. So he's a Guns N' Roses fan. So, so he no. must have been cool. On the back of the hoodie was some scripture written, like something from the Bible was written on the back of his hoodie. We're going to have to find this. Yeah, I tried to see what it was for and I couldn't, I couldn't make it out. But he came like this big dude. He said... Anyone using these chairs? Because there was obviously two empty chairs. And I said, nope, go ahead, take them. They're yours. He said, thank you. And then he picked them up. Picked them up with one finger each. (laughs) Just tossed them. (laughs) He tossed the chairs over. And I didn't think of it. I didn't think of it because we weren't using them. And a few minutes later, the waitress came and said, the guys who just took these chairs, a bunch of people had told him no, <laughs> that they couldn't take their empty chair. And you said yes, yeah, so he's happy, so he's buying you a round of drinks. That's what I'm talking about, man. So how cool is that? That's Marysville, the of coolness, for real. Yeah, Marysville, Buffalo Wild Wings. People share a table with us, and then I give a dude chairs and he buys his drinks. That's a win-win. So you know what I say to that? What? When I hear of all of these people complaining at how, by default, uh, Americans are racist. You ever hear these arguments? I have heard quite a few. (laughs) That's just nonsense. It is just complete nonsense. Oh, man, we're going here. (laughs) (laughs) I was Uh... talking about this to Lori. It's like, and this is. I mean, this isn't progressive Seattle. This is Marysville, which is a smaller town, working folk. Working folk. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like that sentiment just cannot be true. I mean, am I saying that there aren't dumb people out there? And am I saying that some people may uh, have experienced some horrible? I mean, no, of course. 
that all just happens. But I'm talking about in general. In general, we are all nice. Because otherwise, someone like me would have had, well, I'm old. So many, many examples of how I was not treated correctly or properly. And I don't, which is the crazy thing. I don't have these stories. I wish I did. No, you don't. Give me some victimization. Uh Open me up a can of victimization. Well, anyway, I didn't. So we saw the fight. I'm going to be the silent majority on this one. But uh, no, um, I don't know that I agree with you, Carlos, that there's not racism out there. No, I didn't say that. I felt it personally, but okay, I don't want to misinterpret it then. No, I didn't say that there isn't. I said, for the most part, we aren't. But are there dumb people out there? Yes. Are there people who have experienced stuff? Yes. But in my very, 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 very humble opinion, it is a super duper duper small percentage of people. I believe. I don't believe that. Really? You think there's, it's a considerable percentage? I think that maybe like there's not a majority of people that walk around like goose stepping and things like that. But what's goose stepping? The Nazi March, if you will. Yeah. No. Anyway, um, but that being said, uh, I think that there are certain indicators in this day and age that say that, yes, even now, probably a majority. And I'm not saying that everyone is because I don't feel that way either. But I would say that probably a majority of people are to some degree. And it's varying degrees with every person. Are, and the majority are what? and unconscious bias <clears throat> that we have. So No, you lost me there. I know. I'm sorry. Well, you're saying that the majority of people are racist? Yes. Really? Okay. I'm going to back up just a tad little bit. I think that people forgot the word prejudice and are using the word prejudice and racist synonymously. And that's incorrect. It shouldn't be that way. Because... Prejudice, we're all prejudiced, and for one thing or another, we all have preconceived ideas based off of just what we see. And is some of that where you're from, skin color? Yeah. But to be racist means that you're actually doing something, it means that you're denying someone something because of skin, or that you burn someone's house because they are this or that. Or you are vandalizing their property because. But you can be prejudiced all you want. We all have prejudices. We all have prejudiced thoughts. So I I find it very, very peculiar that in today's lexicon, the word prejudice is almost never, ever heard. But... I feel like racism is a form of prejudice based on race. No, but anything can be. To me, in my understanding of the word racist, it's a verb. You have to do something. 
physical. Prejudice is just thoughts. And we mm. all have thoughts. There, I, you, I could see how... I see where you're coming from on that. And I'm... For me, I think that the bias itself is racism. Even if you just think in your head, you know... Um, Here's where... Uh, you know, I I'll give you this analogy. person because of how they look. I'll give you this analogy. Thinking that you're going to... Thinking about killing someone doesn't make you a murderer. Okay. You're a murderer when you kill. I think it's a parallel between thinking something about someone because of who they are. is prejudice. Denying them your rental unit because of that. Okay, racist. Yeah, yeah. I, I hear I hear your distinction on it. I just don't agree with it. That's all. I, I mean, well, I definitely, I understand what you're saying. Like, <laughs> You know what? It's funny. I'll what? give you this other funny thing is that I, I actually, I do not like to have these conversations for the most part. <laughs> Are we going to have to go back and erase this? <laughs> no. The, the, the thing that I find very, very funny is me, the super brown dude, which <laughs> up until not that long ago had very long hair. There's nothing professional about me. brown looking guy. In the majority of these conversations, I'm the one saying, you know, I don't really think racism is a problem. Whereas I'm surrounded by these white people who are telling me that racism is a problem. It's like, <laughs> what are we talking about here? Who do you think has the, who do you think has who deals the, with it more would, would have a better opinion. Yeah. Who do you think would have a better, the experience level to talk about this, if not me. <laughs> So you basically you're trying to convince me no 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 no, uh we are racist trust me we are racist I'm like no you're not I'm like yeah we are yeah we are uh, <laughs> I find that I find that thought process so just strange I don't yeah, get it yeah like why why are you trying to talk me into believing that the majority of people are horrible people well I don't believe it I won't believe it. And I have thousands of examples of why that's not true. There was this one time when I was a little kid. I barely remember it, so I must have been. Okay, no, I'm lying. I think I was about 10 or 12. But just a punk little kid. (laughs) And I would stand outside of our local Safeway and help old ladies carry their groceries to their car yeah, or push their car. And I never, ever once had an old lady tell me no or go away or don't bother me. They would give me quarters. I think that at some point I would have had some experience of some old lady saying, ah, don't steal my groceries or something negative. But I really don't have any negative uh, uh, experiences. I don't know. Am I lucky? (laughs) I don't think so. I think I'm the norm. I think I'm, I think I'm uh, the vast, vast majority of people who look like me. Well, anyway, you're the Conway West, Kanye West of Brown people. No, (laughs) I'm the, how about we just be normal of people? Just be normal. Sure. 
Like, what difference does it make? I just don't get it. And last night at Buffalo Wild Wings in Marysville, even further solidified that. Your opinion of that. That's fair. In a place where you, speaking of prejudice, a place where you would think like, you know, oh, he'd probably experience something out there. Right. You know, like. This I'm just a, saying it's, yeah. you know, Seattle uh, likes to pride itself that it's super progressive and that, although they're rude in other ways. But in a place where, you know, it's, there's a an Indian reservation there <clears throat> and people have been told I look kind of native. <laughs> it just seemed like it would have been super easy for for these people to have just done nothing right like that's the that's that's the alternative yeah is for them to just have done nothing but the fact that they went out of their way to tell their waiter to come and get us that yeah that was pretty awesome yeah and i tried to buy them drinks but they didn't drink they weren't drinking mm. and then i tried to buy them snacks and they had already eaten <laughs> so Can they I literally nothing to thank you <laughs> so they literally had they wanted nothing and i thought that there was, was no cool. ulterior motive none none at all just being nice people yeah i like it when that works out it should happen every day i i definitely am one of those people i myself i feel extreme hatred for waiting in lines <laughs> I think you know this. You you know this about me, right? You I you you always like to be doing something. So yeah. to you standing in line is just a huge waste of time. That is, it is the worst. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely. I just I loathe waiting in lines. Even if it's for the shortest <laughs> amount of time that people would be like, well, "What's the big deal? It's a two and a half minute wait." And I'm just like, "No, I cannot take it." Then, so, Danny, <laughs> you will never ever want to go to any sort of convention with me <laughs> and wait in line for boxing glove after boxing yeah. glove signature. Because yeah, probably I there is one <laughs> thing that I did wait in line for, and I would do it again. And that was Franklin Barbecue in Austin, Texas. Ooh. It was a three-hour wait, and I saw many people give up in front of me. They, in fact, oh. they badger you while you're in line, and they're like, just go home. There's Who, not the, going to be uh, any meat left. The people in the line or the restaurant the people? The restaurant workers. They come <laughs> out, and they really do. They badger you. They're like, they're like it, thank you for coming out. We appreciate the fandom, but we're going to run out. There's not going to be enough for everyone here. And people just left in droves, and I was like, not going to do it. And nope. then I got that barbecue, and I was like, I would have waited in line 10 hours for this. Did you it go and eat so it right good. in front of their face and say, see, I got my barbecue? Whose face? And whoever was telling you to go home. No, they were happy that oh, okay. we all made it. At a, at a certain point, they did concede when I was like super close, and they are like, actually, I think everyone in line right now is going to get food. It'll be close, but we'll see. <laughs> and actually, I was the last person to get a piece of brisket. And they nice. did run out of rib before I got there, but not a big rib guy anyway. And then someone, speaking of niceness, someone in line said, hey, anybody want the rest of these ribs? We're not going to eat them. Ooh. And I was like, yes. <laughs> and it was so good. And I don't even like ribs. Or didn't. Now I like them. Oh, ribs uh, are amazing. But, yeah, that's my one exception. But when I, I loved, I actually had a lot of fun in Texas. It was cool. There were things I liked about it, things I didn't like about it. Um, but What one city? Of, I was in Midland, Odessa, and then Austin, and then San Antonio. 
or San Antonio, then Austin, actually. But anyway, were you on tour? Um, kind of. No, I was just visiting a friend my in friend three in different Texas. cities. Who? My friend in Texas. Is she a girl? Well, yes. Tell me more. Her name's Ariane. She's wonderful. Is she listening? Gonna listen? I don't know. Can we give me some details, some juicy stuff? (laughs) Was it as juicy as those ribs? (laughs) 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 Uh, Anyway. Did the bones slide right off? Well, she's come up. (laughs) She is, she is, uh, like best friends with one of my female best friends and had come up to Seattle a couple of times to visit really cool to hang out with. And then I just had always wanted to check out Texas. So I was like, Hey, I know someone who lives there. So and they're here. If, I anyone, if anyone listening lives in a cool place and wants me to come visit and crash on their couch, I'm totally down. So send us an email. CZ media podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. If you want Danny to crash on your couch. crash on your couch. <laughs> Hey, but at the same time, I'm hey, a that very cool? polite house guest. All right. You cook. I cook. I clean. He clean. And I like to go do fun things. So I mean, We'll just hang out. Yeah. So, um, but Austin, one of the things about Texas, like, I guess a lot of people go out to eat there. And so there was a lot of waiting in lines for food and it kind of killed me. And then one of the other things was... Uh, it was big open country. I really like that about it. I mean, it was, they say everything's bigger in Texas. And I, I think honestly that there's probably some truth to right. it because it just, everything was huge. It's just so much space too. You could drive for like 20 minutes and see nothing but right. those little oil derricks going up and down. Yeah. We used to go to Texas a lot as a kid. Yeah, you mentioned that driving from Chicago, all Chicago, the way to Texas, to Mexico. well, to Mexico, but we would stop. It took us a day to get to the Arkansas Texas border, and then it took us another day to get to Southern Texas to uh, Harlingen, which is like at the very southern tip of of Texas. Uh, and that was a long drive. You know what I like about Texas? Their grass. It's short, wide, and very <laughs> uh... prickly. Uh, <laughs> it's not like grass on golf course. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's a hardy grass. I don't know what it's called. Crabgrass? Is it called it crabgrass? It might be crabgrass. It, what you're describing sounds like crabgrass to me. Not that I'm a grass expert, but, you know, I've dabbled in, <laughs> in grass here and there. <laughs> and weed? <laughs> no, I actually, I prefer grass over weeds. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, so it's a long drive. You see nothing flat, um, and I like that it gets hot, my kind of hot, the dry heat. <laughs> yes, in some places in Texas. Some places in Texas, it's not the dry heat. Yeah. Up, Corpus up Christi north. being one of them. Well, but at least you're at the beach. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, okay, so <laughs> that was a huge sidetrack there, huge tangent. Um, I know, I know. So what I was wondering is, um, you know, you saw the fight and then the thing that came to my attention. Oh yeah. We could talk about the fight. Yes, exactly. We were talking about the fight, but the thing that came to my attention was that after the fight, there was this like 
after fight that happened. It did. I have no idea. Well, I sort of know what happened, but I really don't know what happened. Yeah, it's tough to say what happened if you're not there. It's like, were people talking smack? And then should people be able to look beyond talking smack? My thought on it was this, though. Um, Tell me. I thought to myself, because they ended up not giving him his belt right then because of it, right? Well, I mean, it's not that he didn't have it. He just didn't want to put it on. Yeah. So my, my thought is, you know, would that be something that should disqualify him from a win? Or it happened no. after the fact? Should it disqualify him from certain things afterwards? I mean, people in his crew got arrested right then and there. Yeah, but they got happened. released. Okay. So maybe it was on both of them or something like that. So what happened was yes, earlier this year, earlier this year, Habib. So these fighters, these UFC fighters, they belong to gyms. And the gyms, they're kind of like gangs where there's groups of fighters that are all pro. And they all hang out together. So they're friends, but they all go to one gym. And then they have rivalries with other fighters from other gyms so it had to have been earlier this year i don't remember exactly or maybe last year you know earlier this year so habib got into an argument with one of connor's teammates and habib slapped him Ooh, like didn't punch him from what i understand i could so this was earlier in the year this was months ago okay okay habib slapped him and they had this ruckus. And then when Connor heard about it, he was in Ireland. When Connor heard about it, he flew to New York. And that's when he went nuts and broke into the, or snuck his way into uh, Madison Square Garden and attacked the bus. Do you remember seeing that? No, no. It sounds vaguely familiar. Oh, so he, oh, he, they wouldn't like him, Connor, and about 20 of his friends snuck into Madison Square Garden and terrorized this bus. But because Habib was on the bus, but so were a bunch of other fighters because they had just done a fighter press conference for the, I don't know if it was the last one or the one before but, that. And quickly define, they terrorized the bus. They, Connor picked up a hand dolly and threw it into the window of the bus and broke it and, and stuff, broke or? the window. Oh, wow. And actually glass flew and it cut a couple's fighters face. Oh, One of the man. fighters, I believe he, it cut his eye. Like he got like a detached cornea or something, <sighs> some energy like that. So some serious stuff. Yeah. So he did that. And then he took one of those, um, like what they put at the airport to make the lines. What are those called? A stanchion? Just like a yeah, stand. He took one of those and smashed it into the bus's uh, windshield. So he went nuts. So Connor got arrested. He got arrested for that. <sighs> but it was because Habib had insulted one of his team. Well, first of all, it's like if my buddy was Connor and someone slapped me, do I want Connor to go nuts? On that other guy. And go to jail as a result. That's kind of like a, I don't know. It's a little excessive. It is. It's like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know how. I, like, it's almost like a girlfriend protecting, a boyfriend protecting his girlfriend. 
And at this point, the dude who got slapped is the girlfriend that he needed big brother Connor to come and protect him and defend his honor. <laughs> it's just literally a, fly across the ocean. Yeah, to do this. <laughs> well, anyway, so they hated each other from then. And then Connor took a picture with Putin. And I guess Habib's, where Habib is from, where Habib is from, they resist Putin. They're not. <laughs> there's run there's one rule in here one rule well carlos. anyway so the- <laughs> carlos's phone is if you couldn't quite hear it carlos's phone has been going off no, i'm for gonna like edit that 15 out. seconds now it will be no. unedited. so then there was some political talk about it and then connor started insulting uh, his country or something? No, like his religion. He's a Muslim. He started saying things against <sighs> against him being a Muslim. And then, of course, Connor was just being Connor for the press conferences that they had for this fight. Yeah. Just mega obnoxious. And Habib, when the fight was set, when they started doing the press conferences, Connor was acting like a complete obnoxious prick. But Habib did not react at all. He was stoic. Yeah. He was straight faced. He was serious. He didn't steep to Connor's level. Well, anyway, so during the last press conference, Connor brought out a bottle of his whiskey because he has his own whiskey now. <laughs> oh, says oh, it's I think the best. I see where this is going. He had a bottle of whiskey and then he poured a glass. And what is the Muslim greeting? Shalom? No, that's the Jewish greeting. Salam Aleikum? Yeah, that one. Okay. So Connor <laughs> had a bottle, had a glass of whiskey, raised it, and was about to take a question from a reporter. And Connor said, Salam Aleikum, holding up the glass of whiskey, oh and then gosh. he drank it. That was the only time, really, I saw Habib get mad because he said, You cannot say Salam Aleikum while holding alcohol. Like he went, so basically what we're getting down here is that Habib has months and months and months of this built up anger. That is why he just completely thrashed him. He humiliated Connor. So then what, after the fight, submission, which is beautiful. Yeah. Like a submission is better than a knockout. Yes. Especially for, for when Connor submits. So when it was done, one of Connor's, teammates who's obviously outside the octagon started yelling stuff at habib and habib just went nuts probably i'm thinking of some sort of religiously biased or maybe like i don't know exactly what he said okay but habib flew over that the octagon the octagon have you seen did you see the video of him just leaping over it in a single bound (laughs) no and then there's this even there's even a better picture because he lands on a table they call him the flying eagle. They too, do. Don't they like that's yeah. already his nickname. <laughs> so then he lands on this table and then he jumps again. And there's this other picture and I'll show you after the show where he jumps up and is like, his arms are spread. His legs are up and he's about to kick Connor's dude right in the face, uh-huh. jumping off of a table. And then that's when Everything goes bonkers. Yeah. Everything goes bonkers. But they do a really... I thought it was going to last longer. They did a really good job of 
calming it down and separating everybody. A bunch of UFC fighters. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) This phone just won't stop going off. All you have to do is turn off the sound, Carlos, and then the problem is solved. You don't want to, though. Okay. So you shouldn't have had the sound on in the first place. <laughs> so then Connor, when Connor sees that, he tries to jump over the octagon, but they hold him back. Yeah. So he doesn't get to go. But then they brought Habib back in, and Habib wanted Dana White to put the belt on him, but Dana said no. And the reason I know all of this is because I saw the post fight conference. Sure. I saw Dana talk about it. Dana said, No, I'm not gonna put the belt on you because there is so much tension in the room right now. If I put this belt on you, I think that it'll erupt further into the stands to the audience. protecting the audience. So he's like, no, I'm not going to do it. So then that's when Habib left. And I thought that they were just going to start throwing stuff at him. But they didn't. The crowd, for the most part, was well-behaved. Except when he went under the tunnel. Like, a few people threw their drinks at him. Yeah. But nothing really. Well, didn't two of Habib's guys come into the ring and attack Connor yeah. too? So a couple of them went and punched Connor. <sighs> I mean, but... It's just, to me, I think, and this is something that uh, personally in Seattle, I think some fans have experienced too with certain football players <laughs> <laughs> um, showing some bad sportsmanship. And Who was it? Earl Thomas? Yeah. It's just. I'm not that person and I'm not trying to judge that situation. And I've definitely not kept a cool head sometimes when I really should have. Uh, but did you go just, all malo on him? Yeah, basically. I don't think we can use that as that kind of verb, but, okay. <laughs> uh, but I mean, anyway, I, I just, I really wish we could strive for better sportsmanship. Yeah. I'm, That's all right. I mean, it's everyone's a baby. I mean, it's, the Earl Thomas thing, I I don't really know what it's about. I think he was complaining that he didn't get more money. He wanted to renegotiate his contract. But I completely understand Habib just flying off, even though he had won. Could you imagine months and months of anger built up, the adrenaline of just having submitted Connor? It's just called one half-hour yoga session. It's all gone. <laughs> Namaste, no, it was, bro. Namaste. It was funny when... They brought him back into the octagon. He was doing breathing the the breathing exercise. You could see him taking deep breaths in and saying, "I'm okay, I'm okay." Yeah, just like yeah. But what was funny? Two, he, three, four. <laughs> Habib did do a post fight conference, and he apologized. He said, "I am sorry to Vegas. I am sorry to UFC." He apologized to everybody, and he says, "Now I got to go back home." And my dad is going to smash me. <laughs> yeah. That, I saw some funny uh, memes or something. It's like the only thing he's scared of is his dad. Yeah. Because his dad is like old school Russian army. Oh, gosh. Have you seen the video of Habib when he was like nine years old? Wrestling a bear. Wrestling the bear. <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. <sighs> That's pretty awesome, though. I mean, it's like. I mean, <clears throat> I feel like his dad is also the ultimate American dad to them in that way. Like, he's like, right. How many like, dads? The mom's just like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, she comes into the garage and this like, is oh, happening. He will be he's fine. Like, yeah, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. The boys will be boys. <laughs> See, that's a that's a boys will be boys that I can get behind. You that's, know what I mean? Or, or boys, a, boys will be boys. They'll wrestle bears. It will make lose, him man. Lose an eye. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> it's good for him. You either learn how to wrestle a bear or you, you know, lose a lose a hand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like I mean, thrown it, into granted, a pool. it was a cub and it the it seemed like it was their pet bear because he had it <laughs> like on a more leash. No, it was. Yeah, you're right. I, th- I I can totally understand how Habib just so much energy and emotion and anger and hostility just escaped his body really, really, <laughs> really quickly. <laughs> it really does look like he jumped over the octagon in one. <laughs> just and just <laughs> right. Um, I am looking forward to. The rematch, sort of. Connor said that he wants the rematch, but yeah, I think Connor's done. He quits. He's, he's he's he already has. You think he's submitted in more than just the octagon? Well, he's submitted in the octagon. I think this is. He's his got a kid. He just second care or third anymore. time. He only he. I don't think he. Well, actually, I shouldn't say because I'm not sure, but. I think his purse for this fight was five million, and then he got points off of the pay-per-views, which will bring it up to a lot more than that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But he's just never gonna make mo- money like he did before. Yeah, he's yeah. just never gonna make money like he did with Mayweather. With Mayweather, yeah. never ever. So he needs to be smart. <laughs> he, needs, <laughs> he needs to be smart. Yeah. Uh, well, Danny. Yeah, we covered uh, all we covered the topics quite a bit. today, man. Sports, Definitely. pop culture, social political topics—the important social political topics of the day. I like it. The lessons for this, a couple of them. I mean, definitely pay it forward. Be nice. Be nice. Like, how is it to be nice? Be a good sportsman. Just overall, be nice. Like being nice covers all of those things. Yeah. Don't be a prick. That too. That's Don't another be good a one. prick. You know what was the? I got a few emails to czmediapodcast at gmail dot com. What? <laughs> and the emails were that people wanted to see deprick your life like depricking a prickly pear t shirt. Oh yeah, I did. you told me about that one. <laughs> De- deprick your life as if you were depricking a prickly pear. Just get rid of them all. Just get rid of them. Done. Well, anyway, thank you for listening. This is episode number eight. Danny, you got anything to plug? Come to my studio, record things. Record podcasts. Record your favorite songs. Record one of my latest um, small projects. I actually recorded some poetry, uh, spoken word, that that a fellow, uh, a friend of mine, William, wanted to record we started out thinking music and then we were just talking about things and he was like yeah man i've been looking to do some poetry i'm he has a show coming up for it and i was like do you want to record some stuff for that so that you have something to give out at the show and he was like oh my gosh that's Ooh, a good like idea. give out yeah you know like cds or whatever or hmm. maybe links to the poetry so they can hear the poems after the show Ooh. and so um, i like listening to poetry when i'm on the treadmill yeah i mean just cool stuff like that it's i've done um i've done a yoga cd before a hip-hop ep spoken word uh, basically solo acoustic projects 
you want to sound bands. good you talk you to you want to sound good yeah <clears throat> we've got the equipment we've, we've got the know excellent excellent well thank you everybody podcast number eight in the books see you later dan see ya <laughs>